ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 goddesses. So last year, when I first conceived of the idea of the Women's Day event, which is the world's largest event for International Women's Day, as far as I know, one thing was so important to me. Yes, I created it because we were in the middle of the pandemic and so many women were out of work or were home trying to work and trying to homeschool and trying to be everything. And more jobs were lost by women last year than men. And I wanted to give women something. So yes, I created it for the women. And one of the things that was so important to me was that we all gave back together. Because something happens when women come together, when people, when humans come together toward a cause greater than themselves, right? We are then regenerating. It's not just going to the Women's Day event or anything like that to receive. It's taking all that we receive and giving back to continue the ripple effect of what we gained. And so I knew even though the event is free, I do sell the recordings and I knew I wanted to give some of the proceeds to a nonprofit organization that specifically helped to empower girls' leadership. I want us to bring up the next generation of leaders. That was super important to me and didn't know where to start. Do I start with the Girl Scouts? Where do I start? I wanted actually to work with an organization that had a size that our contribution would matter. And I wanted to work with an organization that really touched my heart. And then my friend Kelly introduced me to Berhenda. She introduced me to this incredible woman that you are about to meet who created the girls' leadership program, The Power of Girlhood. It's a program for girls 8 to 18 that teaches the girls to develop socially, academically, that teaches them to contribute, that teaches them to rise up in their natural strengths, their natural abilities, and be beyond what they even realize that they could be and beyond maybe what the world is telling them that they can be. And to make it even better, this organization was out of Detroit, which is where I'm from. And I was like, that is my organization, right? Born and raised Detroiter here. And then I met their incredible founder, Brenda who in the middle of the pandemic was saying, how can I serve girls? Because she was used to going into schools and we're gonna talk about this, but if the girls weren't in school, how could she reach them? And she came up with such an incredible solution that we were all able to contribute to last year as part of the Women's Day event. And what's incredible about this woman is that would be enough for any one human to do with their life is create and run the power of girlhood and she goes beyond that. She is a visionary and empath coach. She supports empathic, creative, visionary empaths to find their voice, embrace their feminine power, and create mission-based businesses that are all in service of social transformation, justice, and equity. She's a bilingual poet. What? She's been asked to write poetry for some of the biggest organizations, the most important and influential, powerful organizations like the UN and Toyota. She is all about disrupting the patriarchy and oppression by helping us feminine empaths, us girls and women in our power with our mission-based businesses. She's incredible. You're going to fall in love with her. She's going to rock your world. So excited to have Berhenda on the Purpose Girl podcast today. Berhenda, welcome. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. Thank you so much. Mm. Oh, listen, woman, when I met you last year, I was like, oh, this is my kind of woman. <laughs> Right. First of all, to create the power of girlhood. So when I was in high school, I was in a Jewish youth group. And I still credit it with being fundamental to me becoming a leader, 
right, where that group taught me leadership skills, taught me to give back to the community because we would organize bake sales in order to contribute. We would each have like different roles. Someone was the treasurer, someone was the president. We would do different social activities. It, it was, it taught us all of these skills. And that is so important. And so to see that you have created something like this blows my mind and blows my heart wide open. So if we can, let's start with Power of Girlhood and how did it come to be Yes, and what it is. So, so interesting. So as an African-American woman, I was involved in a rites of passage program at 13. Mm. So sort of that mm. similar 13 youth group, youth group mm-hmm. right? and learned the leadership skills, um, learned about identity and purpose. Mm, mm. learn about the power of community um in that tradition we definitely take care of our elders so mm. always kind of had a soft spot for um elders and so it's like a passing of the baton so to speak mm. that you bring in mm-hmm. artifacts from your ancestors so mm. connecting with your ancestors wow. is super powerful and super important so beautiful so you would gather and bring artifacts from your grandparents or your great-grandparents. As far back as you could. Yeah. Wow. As far back as you could. Oh, we never did that. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Mm-hmm. And I bet many of the women in my group, right, because we were Jewish, that that was a common history mm-hmm. and would have been a really incredible exercise. Absolutely. And for African-Americans, you know, coming over as enslaved um, humans, mm-hmm. traffic, I mean, essentially that, like, that's human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Holding on to those heirlooms were super important because we don't have a connection to language, religion, or culture. Mm-hmm. So for many of us, our history starts in the United States, but who we were in Africa, um, you know, unless you can do the DNA testing, that part of ourselves has really been siphoned off. So yeah, lost. Yes, exactly. So, it's so important. And I know that you have um, some littles of your own that you're raising to have that connection to who you are. And even though the history mm-hmm. yes is horrific, it's still super important to pass that on. Because, I mean, as you know, the time we were connected on these shores, the United States, and I know you have a global listenership, um, democracy was very much threatened. The mm-hmm. was very much threatened. I mean, it's always threatened, but I mean, it was really at this tipping point where it was really scary about which direction are we going to yes. go in. So our organization, yes. you know, four girls, you know, started when I was a high school teacher. So many, many, many moons ago, hmm. I was a teacher. And I just, you have said, done it all girl. I've done all. Yes, I have done it all. I've done quite a bit. <laughs> I'm so excited to dive into it all. Yes. <laughs> right. But with our girls, I just noticed that there needed to just be a space for them hmm. to, vent, to um, be curious, to discover, Mm. to unfold, to bring their awarenesses. I mean, they would ask me sometimes just really profound questions about life, about history, about themselves. And I just said, there has to be something for them to tap into. And at the time, mentoring was really geared toward um, male or male identified students. And I'm like, well, where are the males or the female identified? students go. And when I just looked at my environment and then started to do some um, digging, I believe it was the Georgetown Review had put a review out that um, the numbers of incarceration rates were um, trending toward girls and particularly girls of color. Mm, 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 mm. So I knew something had to intercept it. And one of the things yes. that, that the review did recommend was mentoring. They need to know mm-hmm. that someone cares about them, then they're least likely to get involved in risky behaviors because they know yes. someone cares about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we know someone cares about us, we want to show up. Mm-hmm. That's right. right? I mean, it's, it, it's a total game changer. And I imagine someone having you as a mentor you know, an African-American girl having you as a mentor, like, wow, look at her. She's beautiful. She's professional. She's successful, right? Being that, that role model of what's possible 
I mean, I get starry eyed. And then probably creating the sister. Yes. And I get starry eyed looking at Michelle Obama. I mean, anytime yeah. I see her. Me too. And we took a couple of girls to see her. And I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was like the second coming. It was just like, who is this woman? And, you know, I think she's with her Balenciaga boots and, you know, <laughs> the hair. And, yes. Yeah. But it was just so um, awe inspiring, you know, to see mm. a version of of yourself yeah yeah because if we don't see a version of ourselves, then we don't think it's possible for us right. yeah and so giving these girls so you thought i have to do something and you created the power of girlhood that's it <laughs> oh woman I, you are a woman after my heart because a lot of people think gosh I, I gotta do something or someone has to do something or why isn't there a thing and then don't take the step of actually creating it because it's not so easy to just create a not-for-profit effort, is it? Dear God, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> or and I should say, if if not me, then then who? And I'm a very kind of like mm. solutions-driven person. And if you see a gap, and like I said, mm-hmm. you're coming up in rites of passage, and you know you growing up in the Jewish community, it's like it, you instinctually you take care of each other like that's just instinct yes at least it's instinctual Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know for me to take care of the generation behind me so in the african tradition there's a bird it's called the sankofa bird and it looks back and it looks back Mm. to bring forward so when you look back you look back to reach so that you can bring the generation behind you forward because the generation before you reached back to bring you forward. And so when I hear these things yes. like self-made or, you know, um, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and it's like, well, one, what if you don't have any boots and <laughs> no one, thank you, you know, unless your Venus um, incarnates its, you know, themselves, like you don't actualize yourself. Right. Someone. <laughs> someone. Right. And, and likely many someone. Many. Many someones brought us up and created that foundation, even if some of the people that brought you up didn't do the best, you know, job or didn't, they were in their own story, they were in their own way. There even is something to learn from that, that still can give us a foundation, not easy to come out of that, but still can give us a foundation of what we don't want to do or how we want to do differently. That's right. And this is so, this is so beautiful. It's really our opportunity. I say at the end of every podcast episode, changing the world one woman at a time. And that's how, right? That there is no glass ceiling because when one woman gets to the table, we say, all right, now let me make three more seats mm-hmm. or we create our own table. That's right. And I mean, I think that it is super important and, you know, we try as much as possible to be um, an inclusive space because we have girls from all ethnic backgrounds, but we don't shy away from, you know, the harder um, topics. I mean, my girls that host the podcast, oh my goodness, they're like, so amazing. So they want to bring things forward like LGBTQIA mm. plus rights, trans rights. Yes. Um, yes. They want to have deeper conversations about um, mm. Jews and Palestinians. And I'm like, where, like, where do these, like, where did you all come from? And it's like, they want to have these tough conversations. But what is so mm. amazing is that they still have such a tenderness and fragility to them. Like, they're so compassionate and and empathetic. And I'm like, who birthed you? <laughs> like, where did you <laughs> This generation's incredible. This generation really is all about equity, all about coming together, all about unity. And we need them. We do. As you said, the divisiveness that has happened and was created right, during those four years of he who shall not be named's presidency, right, just because I don't need to name him, (laughs) right, but, and all that led up to him even being able to become president. But the divisiveness, and what I see in this young generation that you're talking about, they want to bring up, they're like, all right, they might not be looking behind at the two-year-olds, but they're looking to their side. All right, where are my Jewish and Palestinian friends? Let me bring you to the table. All right, where are my LGBTQI friends? Let me bring you to the table. It's like, yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. They care so much about the environment, too. Like, I'm just listening to them Ooh. about, you know, recycling and 
um, you know, ability. Mm. It's just really refreshing to, you know, be in circle and community, mm. you know, with them and to just hear. And so that gives me the, the passion and the drive to like, okay, so we need to fundraise. Okay. So we need to do this. And that. Like, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> Right. They're inspiring you to like, all right, because these girls, they have something, yeah, right? I mean, they, this is what we want. I will move yes, like, for them. Yes. They're giving me hope right now. I'm like, heck yes. So the power of girlhood, you're bringing the girls together, right? And now they can be in person and you had the podcast. Yes. This is so incredible. And so how big is the group? Tell us more. Yeah. So um, we'll be resuming regular programming in March. So, so super excited um, mm. about, about that. So we'll have about 45 girls wow. yes, collectively. And then of course we still have the podcast and we have about 10 writers for the magazine. So I don't know when we turned into a publication company, but we're now, you know. <laughs> and you're getting, so when we talk podcast and magazine, the girls are writing. Yes. The girls are podcasting. Yes, and hosting IG Live. Oh. And hosting IG okay. Live. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So, so like, they're already getting all this experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. And being the leaders, being the voices, speaking their voice, yes. which we need more of. We need more women, right? More compassionate, empathic, empowered women speaking up on behalf of all. That's right. They're incredible. You're incredible. I mean, you, you're probably like, I'm so exhausted from everything, but okay, yes, we will go do a bake sale or we will go, I will go find funders for this effort. I will go. Literally, that's yes. it. Do you know, so last year when you, um, you know, helped, you know, with the contribution, I think a few months later, we actually did a 10K in 10 days. And so I know you're in the coaching world, you're a coach. So I kind yeah. of flipped it on its ear. I was like, okay, so if we're doing this 10K in 10 days for our businesses, like, what would it look like to do 10K mm. in 10 days? And not saying that coaching isn't impactful because it is, but what if we could do something that's like really deeply rippling effect impactful? And so I summoned every person that I knew. I reached out to coaches. Um, so shout out to Kelly because she made a, a huge contribution. So, you know, we're really appreciative of that. And in 10 days, we were just shy of 10K. <gasps> like we were like oh. so close to the the threshold. Uh, we're just gonna call it 10k. We'll call it 10k. <laughs> so, I mean, could you, you could include the contribution we made? Okay, so I don't know if you included that. Right, so the next, so the next, that's over 10k. Yes, so that done. Took us, <laughs> that took us to 10k, and so like yes, because you know, full transparency, there are no paid staff members. We're just a mm -hmm. team of volunteers. We have a very small board, but the work that we're able to do, I'm just really astounded because you, know, you would think that we had an army behind us and what we're able to right. produce. Right, 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 right. A magazine, a podcast, yeah. serving 45 girls, going into new schools. Yeah, yeah and it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, as a side, just as a side gig, yeah. you know, right. just a little side gig. Right. And that's something I'm so amazed with you, Brenda, is th that is a full-time job. Uh -huh. It is. And it's not your full-time job. No. <laughs> it's not. It's not. And, and this is so beautiful because you're also a coach. Yes. You're also a poet. I am. I'm sure that there's like 10 other things I don't even know about you that we're going to learn. <laughs> and obviously everything I do is around purpose. Mm -hmm. And so often we're looking for like, what's my one purpose? What's the thing? The one thing I'm supposed to do. And that's just not how it works. Right. Like we may have seen our grandparents do that because they had one job for 40 years. But most women I know are multi-passionate. And I know you have an even better word than that for it. But like mm -hmm. we have multiple passions. We want to do multiple things. Yeah. So um, multi-potential, I believe the phrase was coined by uh, Emily Wapnick, who has this whole um, movement called Putty Like. And mm. you are both and 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 mm. and mm -hmm. when I first started and, and. right right and and, and 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 I remember when I first started coaching like all of the coaches that I had were all trying to get me to like really focus in on sort of one one thing right 
Mm. And for me, that just naturally didn't work because I'm a coach and I have the power of girlhood. I'm a poet. So what am I supposed to put all of these things away or to sleep? And, you know, I got frustrated because I wasn't at the time like making the progress that I wanted, but I knew mm. with every fiber of my being, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I did have to move things into seasons and really mm. understand the art of flow. So when Ooh. is the busy season for the power of girlhood? When is the busy season for, you know, my poetry? That's kind of like an ongoing thing. And then what does it look like to do? I don't launch anymore. I summon. So I do mm. for when I want to call women or female identified leaders into my programs. It's a summoning because mm-hmm. it's more, you flash your flair and whoever's meant to come into your world comes into your world. Just like mm. how you into my world. It yes. wasn't a, yes. a fancy funnel that brought you into my world. It was spirit that right. brought you into my world, that brought us together. And then when That's we right. started talking, it was just like, oh my gosh, like we're jamming on the one here. Like it was just, if you all could like listeners, our whole conversation was just, Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. that was like our whole conversation. yes and in fact which makes sense because every time you've been talking on the podcast i'm like mm, 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 that was our, that <laughs> everyone's listening to me over here <laughs> that was literally, and that was our whole conversation was our whole conversation yes yeah and that is how you know like you know when a woman is saying something that's true because yeah. other women go mm. Mm, mm, right? right. Yeah. And it's, I love that launch, by the way. And, and, you know, some of my listeners are coaches and, and a lot are not, but in our coaching world, when you are going to like, I'm launching the women's day event or launching goddess on purpose course, it's like the, when I put it out in the world, but it also, the word has always filled me with anxiety. Like, Oh, I'm going to launch this big thing. And now it's like summon. Oh. I love that. I'm, I'm calling That's in. Right. I'm calling in. Anxiety too. Who's I ready? Have a playlist too. I have a whole summoning playlist that I have. Mm. You know, you look at, well, what if I don't hit my goal or what if I don't hit my number? And then for me, it's compounded by, it, it's like Vidal Sassoon. If I don't look good, the power of girlhood doesn't look good. So if I can't bring in, because a portion of my coaching proceeds do go to the power of girlhood program, there can mm. be this, this weighted anxiety. And if anyone who's listening that's in the nonprofit world, you know, Grants are very competitive. So you can apply for a grant and put in all that sweat equity and still not get it. But that doesn't mean that your 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 population doesn't get served just because the money didn't didn't come in. So you have to be really right. creative and like resourceful when it comes to mm-hmm. you know, to, to doing the um, the due diligence of you know leading your organization and making sure that it's profitable. So I mean I'm all for women making as much money as they as they want to make but it's super important that as we are climbing and we're scaling or whatever it is that we're doing that we really are in real tangible ways giving giving back to the next generation mm, mm, that putting the hand out what was the name of the bird sankofa sankofa that we are being as the sankofa bird we are bringing up and like you said intangible ways yeah. and the giving and so this idea of being multi-potentialites, I love that, because we don't want to just choose one thing. That's- and I find that I do have to focus, right? If I hadn't focused oh, sure. on launching my coaching business or summoning my coaching business or just, you know, the things that needed to happen for it to, I, I remember at the beginning, it's like, do I focus on coaching? Do I focus on speaking? And I do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I, I needed like days, like this day I'm doing this or this day I'm doing that. Um, to get started. Mm -hmm. So I love this idea of seasonal. And I know a lot of people are probably listening to this going, oh my God, what a relief. I don't have to pick one thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you parse out when am I working on the power of girlhood? When am I doing my business? When am I writing my poetry? How do you parse all that out? So, I mean, I wish I could say that it's perfect. It's not. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, you write poetry when you're inspired. Yeah. I wish I could say that it it was, it's that way. But I, w- what I did was um, initially, I, I mean, I took it to the high place. So for me, I'm a very spiritual person. So I said, okay, God, these are the gifts that you have given me. Provide for me opportunities to derive an mm-hmm. income from the gifts that you've given me. And then 
once I like uttered that, these opportunities in my wheelhouse started to show up. So I knew that with the power of girlhood, I don't do it alone. Right. You know, like I said, we, we have a board, small board, but we have a board. Mm. Um, virtual, you know, assistance. So shout out to all the VAs out there because VAs make it happen. Yeah, it's beautiful. Someone in my community, you know, sometimes we suffer because we don't ask for help. There are people who Ooh. just want to help. Like if you just flash your flare and say, I need help with, can you, I belong to an amazing um, network here in my local community. So shout out to the Detroit Women's Leadership Network. I think it's got like something mm. like 60 or no, 6,000 women, maybe or maybe around 7,000 wow. women strong. Mm. And I just make a post like, can you? And it's like, not just only can I, you know, people would make donations of like, you know, notebooks or like pins or hoodies or, you know, swag. You know, we do an International Day of the Girl. We have over 300 girls from so- all over Southeast of Michigan that come out to participate for that. Shout out to the wow. Roundtable for Diversity and Inclusion who helped us pack 200, <laughs> like, yeah, between 200 oh. swag bags. So we have like a pack. Wow. And then shout out to one of my amazing clients who has a hair salon. And so our hair salon, her, she let her hair salon be our packing station. So that's oh. how I do it. Goddess bless her. Yes. Exactly. I do it because I have a community behind me. And mm. that's one of the things that I think is especially for newer entrepreneurs, you have to kind of get over yourself and ask for help. You cannot do this alone. You can't do this by yourself. And that's another fallacy of white male mm-hmm. supremacy, you know, telling mm-hmm. you that it's the first, it's the fastest, it's you against nature or you against mm-hmm. you know, the world. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. co-create. So in the feminine, yes. co-creative, um, mm. it's, a, it's, it's so much better in collective. And it's like, we get to make this amazing constellation and we really do mm. writer together. So I just hope that anyone's listening can like divest from the idea that one, you can do it all by yourself or that that was the natural order of things. Because right. it's not. Right. It never was. No. I mean, we are social creatures, That's right. right? Humans are social creatures. And the way that our ancestors survived thousands of years ago was as a pack, That's as a tribe, because there were predators that were larger than us or came in. I mean, so we needed each other. It's actually a very modern concept, it is. this idea of competition, right? And it's really been put on us women when, if you think about it, hundreds, thousands of years ago, men would be off to war. There were women warriors, but for the most part, it was men off to war or men hunting. And the women were helping each other raise their children, birth their children, feed the community, care for the elders. We were doing it together, right? right? right. And, and it's been kind of beaten into us that if we need help, it's weak, which is so the opposite. And so I think you know, so many times I and and my clients and others are afraid to ask for help, but we actually love to help. Mm-hmm. People love helping. They want to donate those pens to you. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. I'm already like, oh, what can I give you for the swag bag? When When's the next swag bag? I'll send you something. Well, because of course we want to. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Yeah. Tell all of us. So tell all of us. All of you. We do have, um, each year we have our anniversary. And so for our anniversary, we do like to uh, give swag out to our girls. So we celebrated our 10 year anniversary in 2021. So I can't believe the part of girlhood is growing up now. She'll be 11. Oh my God. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary power of girlhood. She's on her way. And mama. I know I'm like my baby. So, um, so there's opportunities for that. But I say, you know, this again, just kind of, you know, kind of starting back to your question, like, how do you do it? It really is, yes, community, um, beating over yourself. But I believe for me, the power of girlhood, like I just moved through the world intuitively. And it was, Mm. do this, do that. Like it was this still small voice that just kept saying, make Mm. this, do this. And I'm like, how? Like, well, what power? And, you know, it kind of reminds me, you know, 
going back to um, Jewish heritage reminds me of, um, you know, Moses going up against like this big oppositional like force. And I'm like, I'm like David yes. over here with like a rag and a rock. And I'm like, so you want me to go up against like, you know, there's like more established organizations out here. Right? And I'm like, it's just me. Like I was seriously nestled right. um, for a television um, interview and it was me and I was nestled between alternatives for girls and Vista Maria. So in our area for your listeners, it's to give context. These are like super big, got big boards, you know, million dollar budget. Mm. And then here's this little scrappy mm. <laughs> me, this little scrappy organization. Yeah. That's like, hey. Yes. <laughs> Hey, we're here. We're here. Scrappy is best. Yeah. I love Scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. My best friend has called me Scrappy forever. And the first time she called it to me, I thought it was an insult. I had to look it up. I didn't really know. I'm like, what is she calling me? And I was like, oh, I'm totally Scrappy. Yeah. Right? Like, we make it happen. We, we make, make it happen. happen. We put it all together. Yes. And so, of course, you were sharing the stage with those larger organizations. I mean, look at how you put together hundreds of swag bags. Look at how, even in a pandemic, you kept it going for the girls with the magazine, with the podcast. Like, yes, woman, yes. Now, you just said something so important I want us to focus on. You let intuition lead. Mm -hmm. And this is really like a feminine superpower that we're not taught. In fact, I think we're often taught not to listen to our intuition. Yeah. Because our intuition can sound crazy. Mm. Right. It's like, you know, I was thinking of Moses also in the burning bush, right? Mm. And there was the burning bush and and God said, you know, I have this, I have this idea for you. I have this mission for you. And and Moses at the burning bush said, Hineni, which in Hebrew means here I am. Like I'm ready. Here I am. And as you were speaking, right before you said Moses, I was thinking Moses, of course, because you and I are like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> so attuned. Mm. Mm. And when we hear that call, the call to create the nonprofit, the call to start the donut shop, the call to write the magazine article, the call to write the poetry, whatever it might be, yeah. we hear the call and it sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. Sounds like, oh, no, mm -hmm. not me. Oh, no, 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 I can't possibly. It makes no sense, right? You might hear a call to travel. That makes no sense. It's the pandemic, I, right? Like I heard a call to take women in person to Paris last year. And people told me, you're crazy. No one's going to travel in the pandemic. I had 10 women join me, right? Like I did it safely. This is not a judgment, but this is how I felt I needed to do it. You had to be vaccinated. Like I did it as safely as I could. Everybody got tested every couple of days. But it's like, when we hear a call or like the call to leave my corporate job and start Purpose Girl, like that sounded crazy. I was making six figures, blah, blah, right? So this intuition, your intuition is going to probably sound totally like it makes no sense, but it's really the thing you need to do. So Berhanda, how do you teach? Like, how do we, how do we help a woman hear her intuition and listen to it? Mm, I love that question. It really is. Um, spirit lit and Karen oh my goodness you're making me emotional look I didn't come here to preach but mm. <laughs> I'm please gonna, please, I'm please say it sister <laughs> oh, please so I work with women across different um races orientations you know faith backgrounds you name it and 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 there's just something that just keeps coming up universally spirit God goddess is doing something in this season with women. And you may have mm. coming, like maybe back in like mm. 2012, it was like this usher, like there was like this shift that was happening yes. on the planet. Yes. And so there's this uprising and the, the word that I, I really love, which is the indwelling Jewish word, the uh, Shekinah or the Shekinah, is the indwelling. Mm. And that's that, mm. that part of us that cannot be denied. And if you deny it, the soul, which is also personified as feminine, when you deny that, that's when your world goes up in flames. If you keep denying yes. that call. Right, the spirit inside of that's us. That's right. And but, so some people might call mm -hmm. it the dark night of the soul. 
you know, mm-hmm. an awakening mm-hmm. um, happens where you wake up and the life that you've been living, it's you've outgrown it. I've watched women ask for mm-hmm. divorces and there's nothing seemingly wrong. They're just seeing that I'm this life that I've been conditioned to live in and be in. It's not the life for me anymore, but I don't know what is. Mm. So it is right. that right. still small voice on the inside that calls to us. And you have to silence this external world because this world mm-hmm. is I love yes. the song in um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Pure Imagination. That's the real world. Mm. That's the world that we live in. The mm. chairs that we're sitting on, the microphone that we're speaking into. Someone thought that they were crazy. Like, who needs to amplify their voice? Why would you need to do that? You took women to right. Paris. How did you get there? On a plane. Some People don't fly. Birds fly. So someone thought that they were nuts. <laughs> Right. Yes. But if you yes. didn't follow that, yes. that, as my grandmother would say, that umption on the inside of mm. and these things that have become almost like they're not as miraculous anymore. It's like this is just what you do. You get on a plane, you fly, you sit in a chair, you use a microphone. These little doohickeys here, right. like, a, you know, a, it, it, we don't look at them as odd or or strange. And. This is the thing that I love to know. Like I said, I did not come to preach y'all, but God needs the peculiar people. I love you preaching. I'm like, I'm just going to sit back and get my popcorn and just start listening because I am all about, it's so true. We do have that small voice inside of us and there was no microphone and there was no computer. I mean, I'm looking at you through the computer and the first time I ever saw a computer, it was a full room in my elementary school. One computer took up a whole room. I don't even know how old you are, Brenda, if you ever saw that. But no, I remember that. I was my like in third or fourth grade. Uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. My dad worked for EDS. And so when he showed me like, yes, notorious EDS. So when I saw the first computer, you're right. It took up like the whole floor was the computer. <laughs> right. And people probably then were like, why do we even need a computer? What does that do? You know, and here we are with these things that are like 12 inches. And so you're right. Anything that is in creation that we're using now at some point was the still small voice in someone right. was that awakening was that you know Shekhinah, was that like calling right. that that purpose right it's why i'm so obsessed with purpose it was meant to come to fruition that's right, that's right. Mm. and we need to listen and yes you know what i find if we don't listen it's just gonna haunt you it is it's not going away <laughs> no no, no, it's no. just going to keep coming up. And it, it'll find another vessel. See, that's the thing we have to remember is that mm. we're vessels mm. and spirit needs a body. So when you're available, there's blessings that you can't even imagine. And I think mm. sometimes we romanticize alignment. Alignment is not romantic and pretty. When we think it's like breaking a bone and resetting it, like it gets pretty and it gets beautiful, but you know, there Mm. are the, the Valley parts. And I think people have this false sense of security that, you know, I need my benefits. I better stay at this job, Mm. stay in this relationship. Um, It's for the kids. And I can say this, you're not hiding anything. Girls tell me all the things Mm. think that they're, parents think that they don't see but they see not even what you do what you don't do they're very cognizant of like Mm. or or missions of of things like they're super intuitive so yes i just feel that we're in an age now like we had the industrial age we had the technological age but i really feel like we're now in 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 the age of intuition and really integrating linear thinking mm. and intuitive um, processing and where we can marry them together. So it's not science versus spirituality. They really work in tandem with one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please, you can, you are welcome to preach here anytime. Yeah, I love I will preaching. listen. I will pull out yeah. the book. Like, don't. don't <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so true though, right? And sometimes we think, well, intuition, can I really trust it? And if you look back at your life, I find that it's the thing you can trust the most. I get scared to trust my intuition. Like, 
what? I can't do that. Or I can't leave that. Or I can't, whatever the thing is. But I did an exercise with one of my coaches at, toward the end of last year. And she had me look at, use the words, I can trust myself because. And I was like, well, I don't know if I can trust. And I looked at every, like all these different situations, right? I can trust myself because when a doctor told me that I could go to 40 weeks with my pregnancy, my body said, oh no. I can't. And I was right. My baby would have died if I had listened to him. I can trust myself because when I was in an abusive relationship in high school, yeah, it took me a while. It took me a year, but I did eventually get out and I cut off relations 20 years later with that person because I listened to myself. Right? So it's like, even if you didn't do it, quote unquote, perfectly the first time, I wanted to give those examples because we have so much evidence that we can trust ourselves, right? Like when I left the corporate job, it didn't se seem stupid, frankly, mm -hmm. but look what's happened. Mm -hmm. And so I love this merging and this marrying mm -hmm. because we're not, one thing I've, I used to think, well, is intuition saying, don't use your brain at all. And it's like, no, 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 we're going to use our intuition and then use the brain of, all right, now, now what can I do? What's a step I can take? Mm -hmm. And then the, intu it's like, have your brain work for you instead of it being the leader. That's right. That's right. Like you're saying about your clients, this is the year, it's like the years of the feminine right now. Mm -hmm. It for sure is. Oh, yeah. It, abs it, abs it absolutely is because we're, we're reconciling our humanity. And, you know, even for those who are, you know, men or male identified or even, you know, wherever you mm -hmm. are on the gender spectrum, non-binary, it's the feminine that is the intuition. It's the feminine that's personified as really in our justice system, it's lady justice the symbol for freedom mm. is the statue of liberty so yes. the, the yes. feminine yes. is just everywhere present when it comes to freedom justice you know fairness equality it's all personified as feminine and given our human history and we share both of ours you you know a descendant of holocaust survivors myself a descendant of enslaved africans there is an atonement that has to happen mm. or correction and the correction occurs also feminine to correct when we talk about mm -hmm. facility to correct is also feminine to make right so it's no wonder that in this season we're needing more feminine um leadership and demonstrations because that feminine voice is so needed on the planet right now to be a way yes. forward, to be a guide. Yes. Guide post. Yes. Yes. Again, preach. Say oh, it, sister. <laughs> In all my spaces, my women learn to say, say it, sister, because there are so many places where our voices are not welcome. And it's like, we each have something so powerful to say. Yeah. This is so true. You know, the feminine really being love. What we're talking about here is this is the time of love leading the way. That's right. Love, compassion, unity, mm -hmm. right? Empathy, right? You're a visionary and an empath coach, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because that's what's going to raise the vibration of the planet. That's what's going to give more opportunity to every single human, right? That's what's going to, it's like, that's what we need right now. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing in these, in this young generation. Like you said, they want to have these deep conversations. They, they want the truth. Yes. They're there regardless of their gender, they're, they, they are there. They are. They are. Mm, and it's just mm. inspiring. Um, you know, it's really inspiring to watch. So, you know, to all your, your listeners out there who, you know, wherever you are, whatever phase of, of life um, that you're in, um, I just invite you to just find as many spaces, find the white space, as much as you can to get still. I mean, tune out the outside world, turn your cell phone off, get off social media and get still. And don't judge mm. them, um, but if they come, just, you know, look at it as a cloud, you know, bursting or a star dissolving. Okay, that's just a thought. And just really listen. And the universe loves questions. So if you ask hmm. you know, one, one question, about something that's really been bothering you or on your mind or, you know, kind of plaguing you, you know, ask an empowering question around what is mine to do or, you know, how do you, how do you want to express through me? 
what's my sacred message, you know, mm. just one question. And that'll lead you, you know, I'm preaching, but God said, I will never leave nor forsake you. And you are not forsaken. You are never mm. alone on your path. And again, if you're in Karen's community, you know, you're not alone. You come and tune into mm. this podcast. And maybe for some people, this is a form of church for them. It is a form of like, mm-hmm. a spiritual place where they can convene and, and hear what it is that they need to hear to help them on their journey. So that could be another tap, like just listening to this podcast. I need to talk. I've been praying about this, or I've been thinking about this, or I've been meditating on it. Mm-hmm. Your podcast. Mm-hmm. Now I said a whole word. Mm-hmm. I'm seriously like okay, I'm just gonna go get my bonbons and keep listening. Mm-hmm. Amen. A woman. A woman. A woman. A woman. A woman. Yes. And so it is. Yes. And so it is. And so it is. I, I am mesmerized because it's so true. My favorite prayer is "Show me." Ooh, yeah. Just show me. Right. And I love this. I love this, like asking of a question and show me is a question. Like, show me what's mine. Show me how you want me to serve. How may I start off every morning? How may I serve today? What might I do? What might I say? And to whom? And then go in that direction. That's right. Now, given time, I could talk to you about all that, but I also want to talk about poetry because this is so fascinating to me. And in terms of being multi-potentialite, you're also writing poetry for the United Way. And Toyota. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what kind of poem Toyota needs or is using. So I'm fascinated by this. And United Way is huge. I mean, this is like, these are all big deals. Can you tell us more? So United Way is, um, you know, definitely tackling the um, financial disparagement and um, poverty in a city like Detroit. And so there are a multitude of reasons um, that, you know, the wage gap and resources, you know, so racism you know i mean we can definitely point to that so yes it's gen but it's generational it, you know as well so there's an initiative. systemic it's exactly it's systemic and so the idea is to, you can say that here it's 100 percent true there's n- yeah so the idea is to um bring forward resources to help families you know close that gap and they thought poetry would be such a great way to do it and it is because poetry you know it gives words and credence to experiences that maybe people don't have access to language these are really big emotions that we're trying to synthesize and process so that people can connect and like you said there's so much you know divisiveness but I think that when we can look and lean into our empathy um, piece and I believe that poetry lends itself naturally to that we can connect on a much deeper level and so sort of missions and this is what I loved about you know especially the the, the civil rights movement is that everything was moving in tandem the art the poetry the music the everything all kind of worked together to tell mm. the story of what was happening and so here we are you know in this moment we're talking about voter suppression right now so I mean we definitely need artists to help yes. tell the story of what's happening yes. Um, right now today. So, you know, Toyota is putting together a black history program. So I'm super excited about that. So it'll be poetry and African drum. And I think poetry and African drum just naturally go together. Um, Again, that primordial sound of the drum, it's a healer, you know, whatever ails you, there's drumming, there's dancing, there are ways that, you know, our, our humanity can be really sparked and activate um, the body and spirit. I mean, I've been in uh, at a law firm and I was reading and the drum was being played and people were crying. Like they were like, I don't yes. know why I'm crying. Well, because your emotions mm. were trapped in your body and mm. the drum opened it up for you. It opened you up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's out of our mind because our mind is trying to understand and our mind is constantly thinking and the drum goes right into your body, into your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you're in more the natural rhythm of your body. It's beautiful. This is beautiful. And so are you delivering poetry at an event, mm-hmm. you know, when they're bringing you in? Oh, this is incredible. Yes. Yes. Will it be yes. televised? Yes. Those of us not in Detroit? Like, what can we? Yeah. So um, the United Way will be televised. I will um, or you can tune in through Zoom. 
So I'll definitely drop some information um, for that uh, to you so you can definitely share it. I'd love to have people, you know, wherever to, to tune in uh, to share in, in Detroit's experience. But also, I believe it's a global experience, right? Because there's Detroiters everywhere. And I just think about just the impact, you know, our city has had on the world, whether it was the automotive industry or Motown, like active music. Like, you know, Dr. King did his speech in Detroit before he did it in D.C. So Detroit has always been an epicenter for creativity and for social change and revolution. So, you know, I feel like if you they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I'm like, baby, if you can make it in Detroit, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> and I know some of you yes! are fight me. Um, get at me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah right. You can make it in, you literally Listen. can make it anywhere. Anywhere. Listen, and us Detroiters, we are like, we we are warriors for our town. We love Detroit. A Detroiter loves Detroit. It's just, it's in our bones mm-hmm. how much, and we believe in the city. This is incredible. Either please send me the links in order to, you know, post the poetry and where people can find it and for the United Way, for Toyota, everywhere. Or when it's ready, just go into the Purpose Girls group and post it there because I so, of course, oh my gosh, I so want to hear all this. This okay. is incredible. And of course, I could listen to you. I I can talk to you all day long, but I also can listen to you preach all day long. (laughs) And I know for time, I want to go ahead and get to our Purpose Power Play round. Now, this is a section of my show when I just ask you random questions and whatever comes to your mind is a thing. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay. Tell us a story from when you were a teacher that just sticks out in your mind. So... We did an Ofrenda project, and for those who are not familiar with Ofrendas, if you've ever uh, seen the movie Coco, um, the Ofrenda was um, a tribute, an altar that was made for loved ones who made their transition. And so I was a Spanish mm. teacher for context. So we did an Ofrenda, um, and our students got to choose, you know, whomever they wanted to do a tribute to a relative, but the one that got me is that I had a student who did one for her unborn baby. She had a miscarriage of 15. Oh, sweet baby. That one broke me. I was not, like, so, you know, we went around the room and everyone kind of shared. And I think you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I just want to wrap her in my arms. My goodness. Yeah. There's so many, of course, there's so many layers to that. Because, I mean, we're talking about teen pregnancy and then we're talking about, you know, what led to that. But then to carry something in your your body. And I'm sure that there are listeners who can relate to either infertility or carrying and multiple miscarriages. Yeah. And to think that you're dealing with that as it, and I'm like, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had multiple miscarriages in my 40s when I had, you know, years of experience of resilience and kind of the, and resources um, mentally, right? To think to go through that at 15 and you're right that it's so, it's so layered, right? There's so, they're so layered, but that's, it's a heartbreak that is indescribable and, you can't comprehend it unless you've been through it, much like many, many, many traumas, right? And so I could, I can just picture that. What a, what an incredible gift you gave her in that exercise, though, of being able to, right, being able to grieve, being able to, to honor this baby. That's right. Right. It's incredible. That's right. And tell us, ten years from now, what's mm-hmm. one dream for Berhenda? Mm. It could be anything personal, could be professional. Where are we going to see you? 10 years from now, I, I hope to be somewhere beautiful on the planet with sun and a lot of water and mm. having an opportunity to go back home. And when I say go back home, Ethiopia is the motherland for me. Mm, mm, mm. So 10 years from now, I would have 
I, I it's it's definitely on the list that I would have made a, a pilgrimage back home. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. 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 Beautiful. That's done. That's done. That's done. Mm-hmm. So it so is. It is. I'll show you. Mm, so it is. And what about a book that we all should read? A book we all should read in honor of um, our now ancestor, Bell Hooks. Mm. Not read all about love. Please read it. I have not. All about love. Oh, beautiful. I can't wait to read it. So good. All right. My last question for you, sister. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What's one thing you want every woman to know? I want every woman to know that they are endowed and entrusted with sacred cargo, meaning that they're Mm. to the world. We're called to do something, and whether it's broadcasted or not, whether you reach the levels of Oprah or, you know, no further than your neighborhood, it doesn't matter. You have precious cargo, and that is your unique gift that has to be expressed, or else it's a slap in the face to God. Preach. Yes, <laughs> precious cargo. I've never heard it that way. And I love you saying it that way because sometimes we're like, this is baggage. And it's like, no, that's actually your cargo, right? Our pain is our purpose. It's our wisdom. It's our it's our gifts to share. It's gorgeous. Now, you have a free gift for all of our listeners that we will put mm-hmm. the link to in the show notes. What is it just to whet everybody's appetite? So if you identify as an empath, if you're curious, if you're an empath, because you're able to sense the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of other people, as if you're experiencing it for yourself, you're in tune to Mm. uh, energy and have a a sensitivity to the world around you, then in this toolkit, there's uh, an assessment to see if you're an empath. And if you are, there's 17 Mm. types. And so what those types may be. You can be more Whoa. than one. Oh, yeah. And then what you can do if you're experiencing empathic overwhelm. And there's some questions, some drama questions to help you think about and contemplate how you want to use your empathic gifts. Oh, my goddess. This sounds so good. So good and so, like, rich, right? Like, there's so much there. Thank you so much for making that gift available. Incredible. Oh, and where can everyone find you? Oh, it's incredible. Where can everyone find you, Brenda? BrendaWilliams.com. Yes, there's a hyphen in the name, BrendaWilliams.com. If you Google me, I'm the only one in the world, so you won't get lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> right. That's just everyone knows. It's B E R hyphen H E N D A. That's where the hyphen is. Brenda. She's the only yep. one. She's totally yep. unique. Yeah. Yep. As God made her. Woman, you're incredible. You are a gift to me. You're a gift to my community. You're a gift to your community. You're a gift to our global community. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us and sharing so much wisdom today. Yeah, no, thank you. Mm. Mm. So everyone, run, do not walk, to check out Brahenda. Do the Google, B-E-R, hyphen h-e-n-d-a check her out on all the socials we will put all the links into the show notes and we thank you thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the purpose girl podcast if you got as much out of it as i know i did i mean i'm in awe here i have so much i i need to listen to this episode again and like journal from it because i'm so in awe about our conversation around intuition and and the listening to within and the following it's incredible if you loved it as much as we did, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave your five-star review. Write one sentence. Taking those 30 seconds to do that is what helps me get incredible guests and helps me keep the Purpose Girl podcast going. That's how we change the world one woman at a time and lets us be listened to on all, all continents and all over the world. Of course, if you're not a member of the Purpose Girls Facebook group, what are you waiting for? We are 4,500 women strong, growing every single day. Women who don't know their purpose, women who know their purpose, women who want connection, want sisterhood, want my guidance. I come on, I do a live every single week, a live teaching, training. Get in there now. 
Of course, you can now officially sign up for the Women's Day event. It is free. Go to thewomensdayevent.com, March 8th, 12 hours, live content, incredible speakers, and it's totally free. You can listen to a little bit of it. You could listen all day. You will get so much out of it. And as always, share this podcast with every woman you know. That is how we make the ripple effect. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.